0: Are you ready to become the go-to in your industry without having to fake it till you make it? I'm Caroline Vanatta and I teach creatives like you the key that unlocks radical confidence so you can be proudly known as a creative expert. We're going to have meaningful conversations here to highlight the mindset shifts it takes to become your industry's go-to and stop trading dollars for hours. Day, I am talking with Nicole of January Made. And other than her amazing accent, I know you guys are going to be so excited to learn from her because she has created this really amazing design business. And it's so great to hear about the different mindset upgrades she's made along the way and how she has kind of stepped into this role of taking Things that were already working with her and her clients and making it a digital product so she can help other designers, which I just love this aspect of her expert business where she is finding something that she's already doing really well in her business and just making it a product to help other people and it gets to be some side income. So. You're going to love this episode. Nicole is such a sweet, amazing soul and also an amazing designer. Of course, we can't really share that here on the podcast, but her feed, everything she creates, her website is so beautiful, but I also just loved this chat with her so much. Nicole, thanks so much for joining us today. I am so excited for you to share with everyone about your story. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started? Thank you for having me. I
1: guess I'd always loved design and I went to uni for it. So I guess that's a good place to start. So I did four years at university with a bachelor's degree of visual communication. It was pretty intense. They threw a lot at you and I loved it. But by the end of it, I was so burnt out that I actually didn't want to do design anymore. Then I decided, well, I'll just go and work i'll just i just I just need to work. so in the summer break, I went and worked at a local council and I ended up being there for three years doing their sort of in-house design and that was amazing, and it gave me a good foundation for sort of design and also stuff to take into account that you don't often learn at university. So things like budget and just dealing with clients and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, And then, but eventually I felt a bit, I guess hamstrung with all the rules and regulations. And that's sort of where the side hustle or the, the side business started, which was January May design. I just wanted to, it gave me enough time to work out who I wanted to work with and who Mm -hmm. I didn't want to work with and my own design style versus other design styles, I guess. And then, yeah, I just started having that on the side for about two years, I think, before I went full-time. And now I'm just
0: going into my third financial year now. Yeah. Yeah. So three years freelancing now. Awesome. So when you got started, how did you find your first clients? I was quite lucky. So I think my mum put out some feelers
1: because she worked sort of in the trade industry and in admin. So there's a lot of obviously trade businesses like car companies and um, just yeah your standard sort of service providers. So she put out a couple of feelers for me. And then my first clients were actually those sort of physical stores. And that was good too, because it was good again to start in the industry and start to dabble with clients, but still start to build up a picture of who I wanted to work with more. Mm -hmm. So it was a great experience. But from there, I started to target more who I thought I wanted to work with.
0: Yeah. And how are you targeting people? Is it just like you were doing personal projects you shared or were you personally reaching out to people? Because I feel like you have a very specific, beautiful design that I was really drawn to. And it's hard to imagine you working with a car company. (laughs) I know, I know. Um, Yeah, no,
1: that is actually how it started. So I thought, oh well, okay, I'll. I want to work with. At the start, I wanted to work with basically anybody. Like I love health and Mm -hmm. fitness. I was like, I wanted to work with people Mm -hmm. in that industry. So I was just start gearing up for that. So I started with personal projects, and that was fun because it gave me an outlet to design without having the pressure, I guess, of a client, I guess, needs and sort of a brief. So all I did was just start to put out some work that I personally found. You know, beautiful. I chose the fonts that I liked and started to get that out. And then from there, people did start to inquire saying, Oh, I love that design. I love your style. Could we do something for my business? So it happened pretty organically, but I did Mm -hmm. have the intention that I wanted to put that sort of work out there.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Can you tell us a little bit more about where January made us today and what kind of offerings you have? I've definitely niched down
1: a lot. So I do like to specialize just in Squarespace websites and branding. And I do offer social media templates as well because I love, I think it's sort of the, the the big three, isn't it? It's website branding and then social media. And then on the side, I'm just starting to get into more sort of resource design and that whole educational sphere because that's, sort of an interest that's starting to build up, I guess. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your educational products and I guess specifically like the interest and how that kind of started? Yeah, that's a really interesting
1: one because when I first started, I was very black and white about the roles of what I would do and what a client should do. And I was very set on, well, why should I have to educate them? They should just know. And then definitely yeah. every single person that I worked with, I learned a bit more and I learned that while some things may not necessarily be my subject of expertise, I can give help and education around it. So that's where it started to come from more. You're yeah, definitely in need rather than anything else. It was just well, what can I do to help with some of the common issues I'm seeing when I take on projects and then I started to hear from a lot of designers once I started putting stuff out that they were having, everyone is having the same, not issues, just, just challenges. And I just want to help. But yeah. If I can make the mistakes or go through the experiences and then share it with others, other clients and, and other designers, then it'll make, I guess, the whole creative area a lot better in the future, mm-hmm. I guess. hmm
0: Yeah. So can you give some specific examples of what, like, I guess the problem and then how that translates into a product or service you offer to help other designers?
1: Mm, Absolutely.
0: I think one of the biggest
1: ones that has been well received is I created a a website content workbook because I'm not a copywriter and I cannot (laughs) write at all. But I guess I do know what sections can be, can go onto a website. I know, yeah, where things can be added, what can be added, the opportunities you have to brand certain things. So I created a resource that clients could either use or designers could then edit and send to clients just with fields that clients can fill out and prompts to help them with exactly what can be edited on a website it's just I guess opening up the conversation and making really transparent as to like we we never hoard any sort of information but it's just yeah trying to get it out there in a way that people can understand and I felt like I could sort of help with that just because I've done that many websites at that point and yeah
0: yeah and when you say like we can help do you mean specifically the designer can communicate to the client
1: yes yeah Yeah. absolutely so yeah as as much as we might be, so I personally, I have never thought of myself as an educator. I just, I've always said, I can't teach. I, I cannot mm. teach, but, and then I think a lot of designers are the same. We just, we love design. We love the creative stuff, but the, the actual communication might be a bit tough, but if we can break it down, try and put it into, I guess, just layman's terms and normal language, I think we can communicate better with clients, definitely. And just trying to as well, as much as it feels like maybe a little bit extra or just not something you're great at. I think as, as long as you're communicating with clients and, and just providing as much help as you can, it's going to make your life easier as well as this.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what products do you have for designers that help them? Absolutely. I've got a
1: whole, a whole bunch at the moment. It's just sort of It just keeps growing. But yeah, I guess I I started with social media templates. So I thought that was quite a nice one. That I guess that's not maybe specifically for designers, but it is quite nice if you want a cohesive feed with your branding. And then from there, I started doing... I think I started with just PDF resources. So that was things like I've got an SEO checklist uh, for websites and a Instagram audit workbook to work through your social media. And then I started to produce PDF templates as well as, or PDFs resources as well as the actual InDesign templates that could be edited. And I've got constructive feedback guide, which has been that I find really helpful to Mm -hmm. send to clients. The workbook, uh, the website content workbook. And I feel like I've got another, but now I can't think of <laughs> what it is. I feel like there's one more like heavy hitter in there that a lot of people have found helpful, but no, I can't think of it.
0: <laughs> so when you create these products, are you creating them for your business and then sharing them or a hybrid of both? Or is it because other people are asking you for help with this, other designers? Oh, that's a good question. I actually, yeah, I, I create them for my clients to
1: begin with. So they first go into my resource library or they'll first be sent off to clients. And then I'll look at them and go, well, I figure everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's maybe got the same challenges or facing the same sort of issues. So then I put them up either as the the editable templates or just a PDF resource that people can sort of download and read read over themselves.
0: I love that. I mean, that's such a beautiful like model. You're just... Working smarter, not harder, looking at what you already have, what you've spent, you know, I guess you've been doing this for like five ish years, right? On your own, at least. And you're using that experience. You're just, you're using what you do with your clients and you're leveraging that to help other people who need that and to create an additional income stream. So I love that so much. Yeah. What kind of feedback do you get? I'm curious about things. Do you kind of already have an idea of, like what's really popular with people or is it like everybody kind of touches and needs a few or a little bit of everything you have? If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a good one. It started
1: off. I would be working one on one with a client and then we would finish and I'd go, that could have been done better or that there could have been something in there that could have stopped like that many back and forth emails mm-hmm. or something that could have relieved maybe a bit of tension. And then that's how a lot of them, a lot of the resources were born. It was more, I don't want to say mistakes, but it, if I felt like I made a mistake, then I, I guess I leveraged that into a guide or a template that could be used next time to hopefully mm-hmm. fix or alleviate the situation. And then now now it's same the same sort of thing, but I also do get sort of requests and, and people popping through and saying, oh, hey, could you, have you thought about doing this? And oh, I would love this. So that's, that's been quite nice. Cause I, I always just want to provide something that's helpful. And if it can help one person, I'll absolutely create it. And I like, I do like that it comes from a need. It's not just, mm-hmm. it's not just put out there too. It's never about mm-hmm. money. It's about helping somebody's process or helping some sort of challenge. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm curious if there are any, like looking back in your five years in business, if there are any like moments or big mindset upgrades that you had to make along the way?
1: I think, yeah, some of the biggest ones would have been when I started making the resources, just that shift from, I am in a position where I can be helpful. And I, as much as I I guess I would class myself as an introvert really. And when I went into this I actually just wanted to do design. I didn't really fully comprehend how much business there is within owning a design business. So I think, yeah, one of the earliest, biggest shifts was just, hey, look, you're you're not just a designer to your clients, like they do. They are coming to you for more help or they will look to you. And I had to sort of try my best to straddle that line as well, just because it doesn't come easy to me. It's not a, Mm -hmm. I mean, even even you know, talking to people online, doing these sort of things. Yeah, you're not you you don't just start a business and you're good at it. Mm -hmm. So I guess just navigating that was big, and then yeah, that's that's probably the biggest one, I guess. And I'm Mm -hmm. still sort of getting through that one of just yeah, what I can offer where I can be of help and then working out sort of my own strengths and, and experiences and weaknesses with it all.
0: Yeah. I'm curious if there was something specific that did kind of drive you to make that switch of that things can be helpful. Was it because you really wanted to have that wider reach of that impact or anything that comes to mind? I think the biggest reason was that I? I'm quite. I am quite
1: systems driven, and I'm very. I guess one of my. I guess selling points <laughs> is that I. I love a good system. I love a good process. Mm. I'm not. I don't like wasting anybody's time. I like mm-hmm. it to be not like in and out, like done. Mm-hmm. But when I take on a client, I don't like to. I, I like everything to be clear. I like. I like it to be easy for them. I like to do my job efficiently so they get the work done. And I know there's a lot of other designers, their, their biggest thing is like the experience and the steps and everything within and and a lot of support. And and mine is that too, but I also, the end product for me is really important. So I want to make sure that anything mm. I design is, is thoughtful and is, is well-planned and well-designed and executed. And to do that, I've found that it has to come from yeah the education and that guidance where I can, so I think that that was the biggest thing was just every time I saw something go not wrong, but I guess yeah if if I had a client and it went downhill, I was like, I need to fix this. I need mm-hmm. like i I don't want this to happen for every client, otherwise I don't think I can do this for the rest of my life, yeah, <laughs> so that's where it all. I guess started. And that's the biggest driver, I guess, for anything that I put out or any, anything in my services is just, yeah, making sure that it's all streamlined and and mm-hmm. I'm doing my best to make it easy and efficient.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. You sound like a master problem solver. <laughs> Do you know your Enneagram number? No, I think I tried to work it out and then
1: yeah. I got lost. <laughs>
0: I'll have to send you something because um, yeah, I feel like there there's an Enneagram type that is really systematic and I can be that way too. A lot of people can, but I, I can definitely see and what you're talking about, what you've shared with us and just the specific product you make, you really do love to solve problems and create systems. And I think that's so cool and beautiful. And I'm sure everyone's kind of picked up listening to this, that you are more introverted but you've still found this really great way to leverage your gifts without maybe having to show your face all the time or, you know, whatever is is maybe exhausting to you or like create a video course or something or coaching. You have really beautifully, I mean, literally beautifully also (laughs) created these resources with strengths you already had. And I can't imagine how amazing it is as a design client to work with you because you have created such a just so many resources and I'm sure there are so many questions that are answered just when people sign up with you and they get that resource guide and everything so I think that's so cool what i what
1: I would love to say for anyone mm-hmm. listening is you don't need to know it all I think that's a the big one as a designer if you're a designer and you're getting into business you don't like when I got in, I, I'm i not good at phone calls. So mm-hmm. I connect with people via email and I tell mm-hmm. my clients the best way to get in touch with me is via email because I'm not, I don't even list my phone number <laughs> anywhere yeah. anymore. Or if you're really good at phone calls, but not anything else or, you know, anything like that, you don't need to, you know, just do what's best for you and, and how you work in business. I try and tell that to everybody because I think I think when we all start out, we think we need to do everything. Oh, same with services as well. You don't need to do it all. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of people saying, oh, why don't you do copywriting as well as your website? So well, I'm terrible <laughs> with words. And there's better people out there who are great with them. So don't feel bad if you don't offer any, everything and don't let people make you feel bad for not yeah. providing everything.
0: Yeah, and it's so easy to like have somebody online that you follow and you love how they run their business, and you're like, oh my gosh, I think they're so cool. They have, you know, like I was saying, this video course or something, and it's like, or they do sales calls. If that's not your strength, you're gonna get exhausted from it. And I mm-hmm. love, I just love the picture of what I said earlier about how you really have created this business based off your strengths and leveraging stuff you are already doing to help other people. And I'm sure make some extra cushion and additional income stream. So I'm curious if there's anything on the horizon for January made. Oh, well this year, so this, I don't know where I heard
1: it, but I've often heard that the third year in business can be the toughest, Uh, you know, a lot of businesses, Mm -hmm. small businesses often fold statistically after the third year or during the third year. And I'm no way close to that. I've not had any indication, but it has sort of set a fire underneath me to just mm. buckle down this year. What I'm doing is I'm making this year because I, I, I like to have themes for each year. And the f- first two years was really just grow and grow and grow and, and get out there. And this year it's about working smarter and not harder. Mm. So what I'm wanting to do is nothing, nothing too big, I guess, for the business, but just be really smart about the services I'm offering, try and streamline a lot of packages, maybe bring in some new services that may or may not go more down the mentoring or consulting Mm. side and just, yeah, leverage off, I guess, the the years I've been in business now
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and definitely more resources. I've got a whole Mm ton. I've got a whole list. Mm -hmm. I've got an A4 list of resources that are in the pipeline. So those are on the horizon. I just need to take them all off and get them all out.
0: Yeah. As soon as I can. <laughs> that's awesome. Where can everyone learn more about you? I would say the best place is to head to Instagram first, if you want a good representation
1: <laughs> of me and that's at January Made design to Instagram or January Made design.co.nz for website, which is a good one for all the resources, all the the services I provide and a breakdown for everything.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Yes. And your website is so beautiful. And of course, yes, your Instagram feed, you are so fun to follow and you have such amazing uh, home decor style too. I'm sure (laughs) like you hear that all the time. Like where's that mirror from and where's that vase from?
1: Oh, I love it. I'm so addicted. it's 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 a fun hobby (laughs) yes for sure
0: well thanks so much for joining us on the podcast and everybody i'm so excited for you to learn more about nicole and january made and thanks so much for coming on thanks so much for having me Thank you for being a part of the creative expert movement. Share this episode with a friend or on social media so together we can empower creatives to charge more, work less, and fall back in love with their businesses. If you're ready to jump in and become a creative expert, I have a free training where you'll find out yes or no if you're ready to launch an expert product like a course, coaching, or in-person event go to becomeacreativeexpert.com and DM me on Instagram while you're watching so that together we can make a custom plan for you to become your industry's go-to leader. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Expert Podcast. I'll see you next week.